What's going on, y'all? It's your girl, Simply Bree, and you guys have tuned into He Said What? Now, if you are new to this show, then you're probably wondering, what is it all about? This show is where we actually, um, I have a conversation with my male guest on topics that I feel we are either failing to address within the Black community or we are intentionally ignoring. And with that being said, my male guests are here to answer questions that I may uh, propose to them honestly, transparently, and most importantly, you know, with, with their own personal experiences. So tonight joining us is my guest, Louis, a.k.a. The Archetype. Louis, how's it going this evening, sir? It's good, man. Um, you know, it's Tuesday. It's Super Tuesday. Keep that in mind. It's always going to be Super Tuesday when Tuesday come around. And when I'm around, it got to be a Super Duper Tuesday. Mm. So, super you know. Super Tuesday. We here. We happy. We glowing. So, yes, that's what it is. All right. Well, look, with that being said, I guess we have no choice other than to go ahead and get the show started. So, you guys stay tuned. All right. Uh-oh. Ah, we're back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, this is He Said What with your girl Simply Bree and the Archetype. So tonight we are, like I said, we're talking about topics, um, things, issues within the Black community that we tend to either ignore or we fail to dress. So with that being said, that is actually a really good intro for you, Louie. Um, what do you feel are some issues within the black community that we're just, we're not talking about? Um, man, where to start to be honest. It's, yeah, it's quite a few. Um, first and foremost, the, in the black community, we have this thing where we kind of always feel like we at odds with each other unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, whether it be male or female, you know, um, and you, you've probably seen it yourself, you, you live in Atlanta, so it's always busy and I'm pretty sure you see people just walking around, they face screwed up and they could be having a bad day, but you know, just a simple hello or a gesture of some sort and people will look at you, you know, weird. It's like this, this inward hatred towards us. Right. If you can call it that, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just automatically have a problem with someone. Right. Because. And I, like I said, seeing it a lot in the melanated community, you kind of like, well, damn. Can I use explicit here? Yes. All right, but it's kind of like, damn, you know, um, the fuck going on here? Like, why is this person side-eyeing me? You know? And we already at odds against the world whether people realize it or not you know though you have people that want to ignore it mm-hmm. but the problem is you know us not coming to coming to terms with each other on those on those levels and it kind of sucks because you do it's 
we have this notion, especially us as black people, whether we realize it or not, mm-hmm. we want to take everybody with us. Like that's on our on our team. That's you know that's all melanated. We kind of in that space, but then there's the other space of well, let's not take that team because of X Y Z, right? Because of internal differences based on you know uh, sexual preferences and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. Okay, so it's very interesting that you you bring up that point. Basically, you can't. Uh, I don't know what then where I got going on. Um, but basically, um, the point that you bring up is the fact that we can't bring everyone. We can't save everyone. Yep. Um, why do you think that we have that mentality or we have that desire to do so? Um, is it like an obligation if you are able to successfully come up out of the hood? Now you have to go back to your hometown and save everyone. Yeah, it's it's that. But the double-edged sword to that, you know what's crazy? I'm, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's me as an artist, right? Well, songwriter, but I do what I do as an artist. You know, those same people that want you to pull them out of the hood, you know, when you make it big, are the same people that ignored the work that you put out, you know, trying to grab support, this, then the other. And, if, you know, whether people realize or not, it does become personal because you looking at those people like, hey, you should come get us. But the whole time, like when I was trying to put us on the map and put everybody on my back, you know, they leave you alone until your name or whatever, whatever it is you're doing, mm-hmm. take off. Um, I have this book that stayed in my head since man, since childhood. Mm-hmm. If you ever heard of it, adults that's here watching, checking this out. It's called The Little Red Hen. And if you if you don't remember that book, you will when you go back mm-hmm. and read it. Concept. And it goes to the black community. It goes within our community. Mm-hmm. The Little Red Hen wanted to make some bread, right? Mm-hmm. So within that aspect, everybody, all the other animals on the farm, she was going around asking, hey, you know, can you help me make this bread? And of course, because we see it in our community ourselves. No, we don't want to help. Nah, I don't want to, you know, the same thing happened in the book. Mind you, I read this book when I was like five or six. I was in kindergarten, first grade. So she took it upon herself to make the bread herself. And of course, when the bread was done, everybody was like, hey, can I get a piece? She was like, no, nah, I'm keeping this for myself. Um... So for people to ignore that help that you asked for, bam, there we go. That's what they're intentionally ignoring. The help that others ask for, not knowing that they can bring them up later. Um, You know, the help that you ask for and they don't want to give it, now they feel like they're obligated because you came up out of that area and you, you were once a part of that area and came up, you know, and now they feel like, they feel entitled to your success. I think, yeah, that's where I'm going with that. Okay, like, so yeah, it's a sense of entitlement. And yeah. the interesting thing is, even as an artist, as an entrepreneur, period, all mm-hmm. that you ever really look for is support, especially from your hometown. And yes. support can be given in 
all types of ways. Types it doesn't ways. always have to be financial. That's the right. first thing that people think. It's, yep. it's as easy as sharing a post, Simple. sharing a link, actually yes. tuning in, dropping a comment, something. That's Simple. all that you look for, you know? And so it's interesting because once you are successful and you move up in the world, oh, now you're supposed to remember everybody. Right. And not only are you supposed to remember everybody, you're supposed to put everybody on. But mm -hmm. when you were laying a foundation, where were they? Right. And like you and like we said, a lot of people ignore that, like especially in our community. Yeah. They ignore that part. They ignore that the the hard work. And of course, we don't want to get it out the mud by ourselves. We want people to help. So we don't have to say, well, I did this by myself. Right. And the only reason we end up really not doing it by ourselves are from the outside people that support us that we don't know. You know? Those be the main ones that go, they go harder than people that know you. They go harder than people that you're related to. Yeah. It's true. That's facts. And These that's unfortunate. It sucks. It, is. it sucks. So, you know, of course, when you are successful and you go back home, if you choose to go back home, mm -hmm. um, because you have some musicians, celebrities who they relocate out of state and they end up calling that their home. Yeah, they call that. That's where I grew up. That's where I got the most love from. Though. So that's my home. And mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, I I can say I used to feel like, man, you know, those people just left and was like, you know, said the hell with their hometown. But as I grew, as I began to grow through the process and along with doing, you know, music, being a personal trainer at one time and everything else I was doing, you know, seeing the very little support, you know. Um, I started to understand why when people left, they didn't claim their hometown, you know, they didn't shout out the people in the neighborhoods that may have babysitted them or played with them growing up as kids. Cause it's like, why I went to where I was appreciated and just not, you know, tolerated. And you know, what's so crazy about that too. It's always the people that tell you, well, you should do X, Y, Z if they see you good at it, right? So when you say, you know what, I'm going to take the steps, then you get crickets when you start taking the steps. And it's crazy that that happens like that. Because it's like, all right, you guys, you know, said I should do these things because I'm good at it. Here I am. Can I get you guys support? And it's like a, a hard pass. A lot right. Of times. Yeah. It's like they don't they don't know you. They don't they don't see the value in you until other people see the value see in you. Right. And then by then it's too late. Too late. Yeah. Yep. So um, I mean, honestly, like I said, I don't blame anybody for going outside of where they grew up and mm -hmm. reclaiming an entirely different territory as their home because that's what they got the love from. Yeah. So um, I mean, that's just what it is. Now, as African Americans, we're not the best when it comes to the way that we live. Yes. We want the shortcuts. We want the instant gratification. 
And, you know, we want to indulge in the things that are temporary. That we see on Instagram, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Yes. (sighs) So why is that? Why are we, like, quick to jump on the bandwagon even when the situation or the scenario is not a healthy one for us? I.E. BBLs. Breast Um, implants. All of that. Well... That stems from they show you all the time on TV. You can they lie to you. You can look like this in 30 days. You can lose 30 pounds in in two weeks. All right. Well, here's me being on being the personal trainer that I used to be. All right, well, now you're um neglecting the body. You're putting the, the body in a state of malnourishment. Or as I call it, hibernation stage. Because you get these people that, you know, well, I only ate one time in a day. Why? Now you're going to get bigger. You know, um, I used to have, I, it used to happen to me all the time as a personal trainer. I would have clients. And most of my clients were women, by the way. Um, you know, they would always, they worry about, well, they worry about the hair. They worry about sweating. All this comes with this. And I used to tell them. You want to fuck all night, but if I told you to run two laps, you couldn't run a half a lap. You know, and they would be upset with me, but I ain't lying. You can't even run a fucking lap. But you want to fuck all night? That doesn't even make sense to me. So let's get the work done so that you can fuck all night if that's what you want to do. But, you know, you got to have an attitude of discipline, too. Like you say, you they, they got all these all these uh, flat tummy teas, all these, uh, all this other bullshit. Um, along with the the stigma, especially for women, well, I don't want to lift weights because I'm going to look like a man. First and foremost, you don't build enough, you don't duplicate enough testosterone in your body to even be built like a man, unless you're taking supplements of some kind that inc- that creates that. You know what I'm saying? Um. Like put in the work, but people that say I don't have time, but they'll watch real real housewives of Atlanta. You got time. If you can sit on your ass for an hour, two hours, three hours watching episode after episode, you got 30 minutes. Right. To put in the work. But people don't want to put in the work. You know, they, they want shit to happen fast, but that's because a lot of people don't see, and we spoke about this yesterday, you and I. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't see the road ahead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't see the road ahead. Like, I used to have girls come to me. How can I get a bigger butt? Start picking up these motherfucking weights. What? <laughs> oh, what like a man? You want to ass, don't you? Yeah, well, start picking up these weights. You yeah. build your muscle. Right. See, I, I strength train. So I didn't do weight loss training because I would get people that, well, I want to look like this for a cruise. So you just don't want to look like this so you can be fucking healthy. Right. For a cruise. So after the cruise, you're just unhealthy all over again. Okay. That's great. it. Don't waste my time. I'm not training you. You know. Like why? Why would I waste my time doing that? You waste right. no money and my time. And because I'm in that space of, I don't care about your money. I care about how long will you live. And especially mm-hmm. with us in our community, we have the highest obesity rate. And with women, I think it's 55 percent overall over every every other race you know what i'm saying that's super unhealthy like 
get your shit together. You know, you see people get all these surgeries, get their body done, but you're still unhealthy inside. You ever heard of skinny fat? That's a thing. Yes. So some people think because they're skinny, they're in shape and they're healthy. Skinny, but uh, okay. So is it like more so a, a higher <laughs> percentage of their body is fat? Uh, what is it? I wouldn't say that. Skinny fat is more like you look skinny, but all the unhealthy stuff is internal. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it goes to, like I said, once again, cardio. Like I've, I've trained skinny girls. Hey, run these laps. Oh, I can't. I'm tired. You just started running. You just literally halfway around the track. You tired already? Be you like that. Like, you got to put in the work. You got to put in the discipline. Like, mm-hmm. we discipline ourselves to watch shit that, that ain't going to help us. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes along with reading. Motherfuckers don't read. Like, if you started reading, that's a part of healthiness, mental health, right. sharpness, memory. All that, you know, all that plays along with fitness because what fitness does, whether people realize it or not, it puts you in a state of discipline. It makes you say, hey, I have to do X, Y, Z. Writing every day. That's part of being healthy. Mm-hmm. Whether people realize it or not. I, I write every day. I hadn't written yet, but I'm going to write when this is over with. But I make sure I write every day. I've gotten to the point I'll read a book a month. Or every two months until I get to the point where I read one every month. You know what I'm saying? Finish it out. Rest it out. Go back to another book. All this stuff is a way to stay healthy whether people realize it or not. What you feed yourself internally and mentally plays a huge part in your life. If you want to take the next steps to become a better you. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So we're going to switch gears here because... If you've seen on the YouTube um, channel, the title of the show, mm-hmm. Black Men Don't Cheat. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the statement, where, where did this statement come from? Black men don't cheat. And why do you think it was even created? Because to me, I feel like it's just, it's just stupid, honestly. Um, I don't think it's a, a black or white thing. I think it's a person thing. I think it, that, you know... It's definitely it's like, a person thing, but I think it became more of just a meme. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Because motherfuckers cheat. They're you know, cheating like, right now! Yeah. yeah. At some point some point in our lives, I know I have. I ain't gonna say that I haven't. Yeah. I have had moments in my life where I've stepped outside of a relationship and maybe you have too i don't know i don't know what your life was growing growing up okay you know at some point someone has i won't say everybody right but if you don't learn from those experiences as you grow up then you won't grow out of that you know what i'm saying um because you have to first and foremost you got to build that loyalty with yourself you know a lot of people don't build the loyalty with themselves um i think like for me my first time stepping into that world of cheating or whatever the case i experienced someone cheating on me so 
I think from there, that's when I became who I became as I grew up. Um, so it stemmed from that. Now, does that mean I have to carry that forever? No, at some point I had to learn from it because at, at one point in time in your life, you're going to get caught up. And I have, right. I won't say that I hadn't, but it, like I said, it all changes you because now you step into the space of, well, I ain't gonna let nobody out, you know, make me look stupid. I'm gonna make them look stupid now. Right. So in hindsight, whether people realize it or not, I think it's a competition thing. I really think it's a competition thing between two people, whether you're male or female. I really do. And like I said, it can overtake you up after a while because you get into the space of, I can get, get away with this all the time. And right. then that moment that you don't get away with it, you're like, holy shit, how do I get out of this now? <laughs> so it's interesting. Okay. Um, it's a competition, but what is the actual competition? Especially if you're in a relationship, who are you competing with? You competing with your spouse. About, to do what? Subconsciously. A lot of times people subconsciously don't know that they're going through that through that state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you going you going into a situation, right? Everything looks great on the surface. Like I said, we know what we do unconsciously. Right. It's what we do subconsciously that we don't realize that we're doing it. Right. Until you step into that space, right? So the subconscious mind is like if you haven't healed those aspects, first and foremost, the subconscious mind is like, this person might try to get me, so I need to get them. You know, you you feel like you at odds with a person mm-hmm. until, and then when you actually step into that realm of you know doing that forbidding that forbidden act of cheating or what have you, you're like. Well, I'm here now, you know, and now I have to figure out how how do I continue maneuvering through this? And it really doesn't hit people until they get caught. Wow. It really doesn't hit people until they get caught. That's just like self-sabotaging relationships. Yeah. People don't know that they're doing it if they aren't healed from it. And if they're not being made aware of it from whoever they're doing it to or whoever else is involved. Yes. So the same thing implies with cheating. Um, Until you get to that point of you know that you're doing it, then it's a problem. When you know that you're doing it, like... That's intentional. Yeah, intentionally, at that point, you know that you... you It's no longer a mental competition of, I gotta hurt them before they hurt no, me. No, you are intentionally you, hurting you're intentionally them. Doing it, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so my, it starts from there. My thing with that, which is why I said I've never cheated, because for me, I haven't been in a lot of relationships. But yeah. for me, I feel like if I have a desire to be with someone else, our relationship is already lacking, and I need to abandon ship. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna get out of the relationship before I cheat, because I believe in karma. And I don't want that coming back to me, nor do I want it to create drama with another person. So right. I never understood why 
someone who's in a relationship, they would choose to cheat on their significant other, someone that they claim to love, Mm -hmm. instead of either work through the relationship and whatever struggles and challenges there are, or bow out, call it quits, and leave that person alone before you actually create a traumatic experience for them. Right. Well, with that, excuse me, with that, you have people that they don't know how to hurt people in a way that's best for them. And what I mean by that is... Yeah, because I'm like, what? What I mean by that is people-pleasing. Okay. A lot of that stems from people-pleasing, whether mm-hmm. people realize it or not. I don't want this person to be mad at me. So how can I do this? And at some point, the other situation ends without... What I'm in is ending unless it ends on its own, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All that stems from people-pleasing, whether we realize it or not. Like walking out of a relationship that's unhealthy for you, So they'll stay in it because they feel like, well, this person is going to hate me if I leave them. Right. But the person already hates you if they're treating you bad. Right. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And when when you don't know how to say no, that was my problem growing up. You know, Mm -hmm. even as a kid, just even telling family members no, telling friends no. Ooh, yes. Things of that nature. So people don't know how to... If that's been taken away from you growing up, you don't know how to do it. Right. So once you start stepping into that world, it's kind of like, well, I'm worried about how they're going to feel about me after this. Right. So once you learn that it's okay to be the villain, it changes things. It changes things. Like, prime example, my last relationship. Like I told you, it, I, I won't talk bad about her because she's not a bad person. It's just because no one went through those healing factors and it was affecting me mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, to the space of having anxiety attacks and things of that nature. Oh, hell no. It was so tough to be like, I don't think we should be together anymore. But I had to to step in that space to finally do it. Right. And because people-pleasing makes you feel so guilty of doing what's best for you. So that's why, you know, people stay in those situations and just go another route while staying in a situation that ain't healthy for them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it, like I said, it sucks overall for, for all the party members in it. Yeah. But it sucks worse for the person that's the people pleaser. Yeah. Because now you deal with guilt, you deal with resentment, you deal with whatever backlash you may get karmically later on in life or however it plays out right so you step out of it with a foggy mind every confusion everything is like all over the place right you know so wow well you guys are uh tuned into he said what with your girl simply brie and tonight our guest is archetype and we're talking about um, different topics, different issues within the Black community that we're either failing to address or intentionally ignoring. Um, we just were wrapping up the whole Black men don't cheat, uh, saying that you guys, yes, have, have held on to, some guys have held on to it. 
Um, and so what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we are going to dive into the next topic, which is actually Black love and relationships. So you guys keep it tuned, and we will be right back. All right, what's up, y'all? It's P here from P's Intuition. You guys might know me from Let's Connect with P's Intuition on He Said What Network. I provide spiritual guidance, energy cleansing, energy block removals, my famous honey drip for your skin and hair, um, and my famous bath salts. So if you would like to book a personal reading, please feel free to email me at psintuition222 at gmail.com or text me 336-942-9025 or you can follow me on Instagram at underscore pintuition underscore. I look forward to hearing from you guys. Love to assist you in any of your spiritual needs. Take care. All right, we are back. You guys are tuned into He Said What with your girl Simply Bree and my guest Archetype. And um, we are getting into the next topic, which is black love and relationships. What do you what do you like the most when it comes to the way that black men and women showcase their love for one another within relationships? Um for me. Because I I grew up watching my aunt, one of my favorite aunt, my uncle, in their marriage, they've been married for quite some time now, along with my grandmother and my grandfather. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeing the way that they communicated, you know, about their day to each other, it wasn't like a, well, let me tell you about my day and, and I don't care about your day. You know, like... Right. I stayed with my aunt and uncle over the summertime over the years growing up. So I will always see this, you know, he would come home from work, you know, or she would come home from work, really didn't matter. And the first thing one of them would say was, oh, how was your day at work today? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That that concern, was your day a shitty day? Did somebody, did the customers or whomever you deal with at work cause any turmoil in your life for that right. moment? You know what I'm saying? So they it allowed them to de-stress and decompress, you know, with, with each other. Whether both of them had shitty days at work, but they get to talk about it and say, well, you know, this is what went on and then this is what went on. And you hear them say, well, you know, it'd be all right. You know, just, you know, taking a stride, do your thing, whatever, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And I always thought that was dope, you know, seeing them do that, like, yeah do they argue of course you know that's part of relationships um but it was never one of those you know cussing back and forth or competitions it was just like a i have a little attitude so i'm just not going to say anything or they would do or you know vice versa how it would work right overall you know they, they would have you know just great conversations they would um understand they understand each other's peace you know, like I said, I spend a lot of time with my aunt and uncle. So to see a marriage of a black couple move the move the way that they moved, you know, I was I I've said to myself, I want that relationship. Yeah. You know, and though we should want our own relationships instead of wanting others, I 
I, um, in my own way, glorified that because, mm-hmm. you know, it was one of those things where his wife was like, well, I'm going out such and such, blah, 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 blah. All right. Have a good time. And, you know, vice versa. Well, my thing with my uncle, because he doesn't have any sons, he gamed with all of us on, yeah. on the PlayStation. So it was like time with the nephews. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? While my aunt was out, you know, hanging out with her sisters or going to some type of function or whatever the case. So it was like understanding each other's space. Yeah. In that whole place of just smothering. Like right. they didn't spend a lot of time smothering each other. So, you know, I always thought that was dope. You know, and I still do to this day. And right. there, there's a part of me that's like, I still want that. But there's yeah. another part of me that because of the things I've encountered within my life, far as relationship goes, at this point, for now, I don't want any parts of them. So I I intentionally look for love so I can avoid it, you know, in a sense. I know it's a weird dynamic. What? Okay. You know, most people look for love because they want it. But like I said, because of the things that I've experienced for now, I look for it so I can avoid it temporarily. Because I I know. Okay. Temporarily. If I step into it now, I already know that there is a part of me that's going to want to dig my heels in the dirt or self-sabotage it. Yeah. Because I'm, sense. you know what I'm saying? So there's a part of me that's still like, there's baggage that I'm releasing. So yeah. I don't want no parts of that. And I don't really care to have it because yeah. I'm in that space of, I have my peace, you know, I'm falling in love with me all over again. You know what I'm saying? So I don't care to have it right now. I really don't want it. I, whatever. Get it out of my face. I love my dog though. Jack is cool. We love Jack, yes. So wait a minute. Let's back up. Okay. Yes. That's, that's so right. you have baggage that is unpacked, yet you're at peace. Mm-hmm. Are you really at peace, or have you created peace with yourself where you're at? I created peace with myself where I'm at. Okay. Now, when I say that I have baggage, not the baggage that where there's always some type of conflict or things of that nature. Well, I don't trust. Right. You know, my baggage is allowing somebody to be in my space and them not distort it. You know what I'm saying? I'm because mm-hmm. I'm already at that place where I'm like, there's no drama. So because I'm still learning to look drama in the face and be like, look, this shit ain't it. I don't have time for it. I rather just, you know, put it in the back. Yeah. So yeah. you don't want someone to come into your space and bring that the drama or the issues yeah. that you have to the forefront. Well, any issues that I have, I'm fine, you know, if somebody brings it to the forefront. Okay. If, if they have them, that's where that's where the problem seems to me. Now, my baggage is the mental aspect. Gotcha. And Still learning to not people please. That's baggage for me. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I'll go out of my way to love a person. 
mm-hmm. to a point where it can it can be damaging to me. Yeah. So for me, that's baggage. I don't need that. I need to be in a space where I can set boundaries because a person with no boundaries, that's baggage, whether you realize it or not. You know what I'm saying? Enabling yeah. that baggage. Yeah. So when I when I'm in that space or I happen to get in that space of enabling, now I'm bringing baggage. Because now I'm gonna start doing shit out of out of hoping that you like me more, yeah. and now I'm gonna hate you later. Well, I won't hate you later, but I resent. You're gonna you. resent them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah, I rather not at this point in time, or even the stuff that I still heal from mentally that I've experienced. You yeah. know, emotional and mental abuse, which. That's a topic that a lot of people don't want to talk about when it comes to men, really, the mental and emotional abuse that they experience in relationships. You know, a lot of times they take it on the chin. You And I'm, I'm pretty sure you've heard it a lot from older guys, like yeah. our older generation, it's cheaper to keep her. Right. But why? Yeah. Because if it's costing you your mental and your, your emotional it's damaging. Health, it's damaging. And it's going to cost you more in the long run. Like they say, happy wife, happy life. Your happiness matters too. Why is it just a woman needs to be pleased? It doesn't work that way. So especially with men going through that through that space in their lives where they want to make sure that this woman is always happy. So you'll dig yourself in the ground to make sure someone else is happy, but are they making sure that you're happy? Right. So like I said, for me, me still unpacking it and work through that is baggage. And that's something I refuse to do now you yeah. know um refuse to to give people that pleasure or enable those things so i now i might come off as combative a lot of times um yeah celeste says because women are usually the ones to please uh i disagree i disagree with that because the work that men may have to put in a lot of times um they're they're doing their job to please you in order to say well i finally got this person you see what i'm saying um the the jumping through the hoops to get your attention the hoping that well i hope i don't play myself later things like we we really go through this aspect to please women in a way that they may not see it, you know, like from perspective, you may not see that, how that, how that guy is pleasing you. You know what I'm saying? Women, women go through that too. I go through that. I'm aware, but it is like, it's, it's taken away from the men. You see what I'm saying? Like as if they don't please, or if they don't go through that, that, that place of pleasing. Okay, so Celeste makes a she makes a good point here. She says they do all that in the beginning and then stop. And this is the issue that I have with that type of situation is that I would prefer someone do it because you want to do it and not do it because you think that's the right thing to do. Because what ends up happening, like she says, is they fall off because it's not genuine. Right. So with that in mind, let me ask you this because mm-hmm. I've seen women, I've seen women do this within marriages. Mm-hmm. You just start letting yourself go once the wedding is over. Where's the work that's that's being put in? You know what I'm saying? How how I met you 
in shape, fun, laughing, whatever the case. Mm-hmm. If you know things are in a space where, let's say, no one, you guys don't have kids or whatever the case. So it's not like I won't say hectic because it's not hectic having kids. Mm-hmm. I don't. Well, early stages, but as you attuned to it it's not as hectic because you're able to maneuver through it of course mm-hmm. you get the person that well i met you you were you know spicy blah 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 like i said same thing happens in, on both sides it's just once we once we learn to break away from the biasness because i won't tell you that guys don't do this i'll tell you guys do it you know what i'm saying i'm not but i'm not gonna pander either you mm-hmm. feel me I've seen both sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. where, you know, you're doing some things and then you fall off. And so does that other person. You know what I'm saying? So now you have to ask, both of you have to ask, what what are we doing with intention? Right. Because let's be honest, none of it started from the intention of building something with one another. It was like, hey, I like you, you like me physically. And it, it goes from it, it stops it stops there, right? You see what I'm saying? Um, not not a lot of people now are meeting people with intention. Right? They aren't. People aren't growing in love. I have this thing. I used to I used to tell people like falling in love was great, but then I realized what happens when you fall in love. You do stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. The people pleasing. The going out of your way. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Now, meet somebody that you intend to grow in love with. Because first and foremost, love is the highest frequency. So why would you fall in it? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And a lot, of, a lot of people don't have the intention to grow in love with somebody. So when you meet those people that you look that may not be a match or you look at them like they don't look like that match. And you hear those people say, well, I grew to love that person. I didn't fall in love with them. I grew to love that person. So th- now, now you have those people, like I said earlier, prime example, my aunt and uncle, they grew in love. So the things that they do, and they've been together since, I think she said high school. Mm-hmm. You don't see that much anymore either. They've been together since high school. My aunt and uncle now are, they're both 62 or will be 62 this year both of them yeah you know what i'm saying she was she she told me everything she was like he was my first and all that and i'm like how do you guys accomplish that but they dated with intention right they met each other with intention they liked each other with intention so over time it grew because she said she didn't like my uncle at first she couldn't stand him yeah but she got to the place of being able to grow to love him. Same thing, you know, and where they are now, years later. Right. Umpteen years later. So see, I relationships back then are different than the relationships that we now. have now. It's completely different. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's a lot of false expectations. Yes. At the beginning stages, as well as midway into relationships, just like how you said, when someone gets married, they start letting themselves go. But the thing is, 
that person was probably like that all like the time, and you, you just yes. now realizing yes. it now that you're married. Which goes people, into people, they love the idea of someone. Yeah, people are not perfect. You're not a yeah. Barbie. Uh, you're not a kin. You are right. going to change as an individual Correct. as well as someone's partner. And that's the understanding that people need to have with these relationships. You are constantly adjusting and learning and growing as your own. And right. then you have to figure out how to still make it work, work as a team. And if you can't do that, then you are going to have situations just like Celeste says. It goes both ways both when ways, the yeah. dynamic changes and sometimes you start not to care. Right. Perfect Facts. example. You have a married couple who... Once the husband is in this marriage, oh, I now, I'm entitled to get some booty. Like, you're my wife. You have to give me the cookie. Mm -hmm. Now, the wife can be the only one in the relationship working, taking care of the kids, coming home, cooking. The husband's not doing anything. And the wife still has to put out. She's going to look at that like, well, I mean, you're not holding up to your end as the mm -hmm. man. So if you're not doing your end, why should I do my end? And then that's where that whole falling off starts to play in, into the situation. Right. So it takes two people and yeah, everybody's not going to look the same from the first day that you met them. They're not. Right. If they do, you got a robot. You got an <laughs> iRobot. Well, what I what I say about what I say to that is when you meet those people that you meet them a certain way, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you whether you physically fit, whether you active or whatever the case. But like you said, if somebody's constantly giving, giving, giving over time, of course you're going to lose that uh shell, you you're gonna become a shell of that. Right. Now, excuse me. Now, what I mean by that is when those people start to change. It's kind of like, let me use a prime example. Prime example, right? I never forget years ago, years ago, years ago, my brother brought a Mercedes Benz, right? He got that Mercedes Benz. And he was like, I don't give a fuck about that car. I got it now. You know what I'm saying? So that dynamic plays out not only with things, but with people, whether you're male mm -hmm. or female. See, I'm objective. So I'll always see both sides. Mm -hmm. So for those of you that are watching, do know that I'm always going to be able to differentiate on both sides of the spectrum, right? Same things happen happens um, in marriages, whether you're male or female. Like you know, you you marry the woman of your dreams, or you think that's the woman of your dreams, and you get in the house with her, she turns into a nightmare. You know, same thing with a guy. You marry this guy, all of a sudden, he turns into a nightmare. But because no one is taking to the time, and the, the big word of 2021, 2022 is vet people, vetting, mm -hmm. right? We, we we bumping it. People learning all these new words over the past right. year. Right, that's just a word, and it's the word for the year. Yeah, people, people learning new words, like, you read, then you will have to be like, hey, I learned a new word. But yeah, expeditiously. That was right. one word with TI. <laughs> right. So you have these people and not um because they be so caught up in the idea of people, mm -hmm. of the person that they're with, they aren't studying them, they aren't observing. 
everybody is in that dopamine googly eyes stage or the honeymoon stage as people call yeah. it over time you know what i'm saying so you just you never know i at the end of the day for me i can't say women do it more than men or men do it more than women because I've seen I've seen both sides. Right. Of it. You know what I'm saying? Whether I'm and I'm friends with a lot of women. So mm-hmm. I've seen it on both sides. I'm friends with a lot of guys. I've seen it on both sides. You know what I'm saying? I've even even to the to the point of hanging with guys and I see that them I see them in relationships where they're being shitty to the person that they're dating. I'm like, but this is a good person. Why are you being stupid? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But because they get a kick out of, well, they do whatever I want them to do. But then later on, it comes back and bites your ass. Same way. Right. I've seen women do it. Like, this person is a good guy. Why are you? Why is he just a food guy? Right. You know like. Fun guy. Person, Go yeah. out movies guy. Yeah, this person likes you. He treats you right. And, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's like, well, damn. You you start to see that those those people have no respect for people. Period. They only respect. Can you even ask if they respect themselves at the end of the day? When you think about it, maybe I don't think they do. If they don't respect them, they damn sure don't really respect themselves. Doing that to people on both sides, like it fucking sucks, and it hurts because it's like them. It's not really your battle, but you try to, you know, put the bug in their ear, like. But, I mean, what can you do? Yeah, I'm just a guy that's that's learning how to maneuver through relationships all over again myself when it's that time. Right, right. now, I'm maneuvering through the relationship with myself. So, you know, others' relationships, it's out of my hands. I've, I've been there, I've done that. You know, I've had the people come ask me, so what do you think I should do? Well, here go all your scenarios. Right. Whether you male or female. Yeah. Here go all your scenarios. You know, what 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 is this person um doing at this point in time how are they reacting to this um are you two having a conversation um have you tried xyz you know um it's always something and you don't want to be in that space of well i can never please this person i because i've been in a relationship like that and i asked this person i said what do you want all they could say is more. And I was able to say, you don't even know what you want. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you're with somebody and nothing's ever good enough for them, Mm-mm. leave. Like, build up that courage to leave. Is it scary at first? Hell yeah. Because you like, this person might curse me out or whatever the case or, you know, go ham. But leave I can because I've been in the space like that and it breaks you down it breaks right. it breaks down your confidence it breaks down your mental you know what I'm saying is and you're trying to gather all that back again once you get away from that right rebuild it yeah and it's hard that shit is hard I'm still rebuilding and it's been about a year now yeah. before that it was it was worse before that but I was stupid because I went back to that person so once again i myself i'm accountable for that because i allowed yeah. all those things to happen yeah 
you know, same thing with, with those relationships. When that stuff starts to happen, you allow it to happen. Yeah. It's on you now. The ball is in your court. You you gonna stay or you gonna go? You know. But later on, you'll be mad at you'll be mad at them, but you'll be you'll be more mad at yourself because you're like, damn, I can't believe. And we talked about this yesterday. Yeah. Damn, I can't believe you let this happen. Yeah. So now so now you gotta heal from that. Yeah. You gotta heal. I can't believe I let this happen. And the last thing you want to do is blame yourself or take accountability for it because you feel like you're giving yourself a pity party. No, you making yourself see the light. Right. You got to see the light in, in these situations. And if you don't, ain't nobody else going to show you the light. If they if they enjoy you being blind, they're going to keep you blind. Yeah, why would they want you to wake up? How is that going to benefit them? It's not. So, the last last statement um, that I would love for you to address. Okay. As a member of the Black community, I am proud of what? Oh, man. Our creativity, man. Like, oh, she says something. Yeah. A lot of people so get too yeah. comfortable a lot of people. don't want to be alone, so they settle. These are facts. And the worst thing you can do is settle. Yeah. The worst thing you can do is settle. Um, if and settle when it's comfortable and it's good for you and it's working for you, like in a way that's opening, that's parting the seat for you and every uh, and everything is just moving forward. Mm-hmm. Don't settle if you in the sand and you got sand stuck up your ass and whatever and it's, it's uncomfortable. Don't don't settle for that. Right. If it's constantly parting the seat for you to move forward, stay comfortable in that ride. Mm-hmm. But as a member of the black community or melanated community, creates creativity. I'm proud of how creative we are, no matter what it is. Um, um, through music, through building, through art, through shit, the things that we use daily mm-hmm. that are created by us, because everybody wants to be us. Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody hates us, but wants to be us. Right, which is so weird. And it is it's really big in the music. Mm-hmm. Me being an artist, I see this all the time. Like people hated rap. But then you had people run into it. You know, especially now, you have all these white boys in rap. And I ain't got nothing against them. If you nice, then you nice. Mm-hmm. But staying in that space of um not liking what we do but wanting to be a part of it because you see how creative it is that just shows you how well we we got it out the mud i really hate to use that term but <laughs> that's where we got it from at the end right. of the day you feel me so um we're able to just we carry the magic we carry magic all of us, and that's a deeper story. That's a that's a deeper topic spiritually, mm-hmm. you know. And people feed off our magic, whether y'all realize, whether a lot of people realize it or not. People yeah. feed off our magic with all, even with all the stuff that's going on in the world. People feed off that. That's because we are, whether black people realize it or not, we're more emotionally charged. We are more emotionally charged than any other 
group of people, I believe. Think mm-hmm. about it. Think about it. When we go into when we used to go to the clubs, right? And let Bone Crusher or Lil Johns or something. Was slag and surf. Changes everything. We are the main group of people that music can musically charge us. Something changes us. Yeah. We move through the emotions of it like instantly. Yeah. Gospel music. I'm not a church going person. Well, let you hear it. Or you hear one of them them church hymns and the tears start falling down your eyes. Like the world (laughs) change. That's creative, man. Like that's like Kirk Franklin. Come on. Yeah, that's magic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the people feed off the magic we use to create. Yeah. I mean, if if we've been here all this time and we created everything just about that when you when you whatever building you look at, if our people created it. That's magic. Let's just be honest. And I and no and no diss to none of the other ethnicities because they do some dope shit too. But I think we've been doing it for a long time, man. We really have. I think yeah. we've been doing it for a long time. Yes. So yes, I'm proud of the, the, the creativity that we come up with, whether it be like I said, whether it be comedy, music, the uh, structures, you know what I'm saying? Um all of it, man. I'm proud to be a part of it. Yes. Always. Yes. So what I want to do, thank you so much, Louie, for, for being my guest tonight. I've known uh-huh. Louie for years, since 2007, 8, something like that, 2008, somewhere around there. Yep, 2008. Wow. Um, and, no, 2006. Um, was 2006. it six? Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't. Was it? About six or seven. Yep. Because we oh. first met. We first met face to face at the McDonald's. Never. Yes, I remember in the parking lot. <laughs> oh my god, in Greenville. Yep. Actually, oh I think we met. What site did we, we met on a site? Was it Black Planet or MySpace? It was either Black Planet. It was Black Planet. It was. That's how long it's been, y'all. Whoever watching this. <laughs> Black Planet is how long I've known Bree. Oh my gosh. Yes, Louie is such a great friend of mine. So intelligent. I'm so happy that I finally got to get him on to like interview with me. And um, this is just one of many to come. Um, what I want you to do is mm-hmm. I want you to let the people know how can they reach out to you? How can they support and collaborate with what you have going on? And then if you have any projects um, or services that you want to mention, this is the time. The floor is yours, sir. Oh, shameless plugs. Let's go. Yes. yes. Well, you, you can follow me on Instagram. Bam, right there. The archetype. Um, same on uh, Twitter, on Facebook. I have my fan page, The Archetype, or you can add me as Leonard Atkins if you want to add me on Facebook. Um, once I reinstall all that stuff on my phone i'm doing like i'm doing a social media detox for now for myself but if you send me a friend request a follow or whatever i will follow back um i am on youtube also as the archetype so check out my music my music is more so as a songwriter before an artist i already did the artist thing years ago in my 20s um so i do what I do because it's fun and because 
I'm nice at writing. I broadcast that more as an artist than anything else because I don't have a choice at this point. It's just me. Mm -hmm. So I have to be the singer, songwriter, the artist, all that. But I just I prefer to write overall. So you can check me out on YouTube as well as for the archetype. Um, I do have some projects coming up soon. Um, this young kid I work with, he's super nice. He's super creative. Just, man, and he, he learns quick. So I got some projects coming out with him um, probably in the next few weeks or so because, you know, I took a major leap of faith. You know, I left the, the job I was working at because I'm like, this ain't it, you know, when the universe telling you, you got to go, man, go. So I, I took that leap and started stepping into my world of music. Um, I'm kind of personal training again, so people can catch me doing that. Um, all of that is still, you'll find most of that on my Instagram page now that I've started back. Um I'm about to start stepping into photography. But it's it's gonna take me some practice, but I'm gonna get there. You know, that's something I'm starting to like more. I actually gotta do my first shoot on the 19th mm-hmm. for my brother's uh AAU basketball team. So I'm gonna be doing that on the 19th, which is a Saturday. So wish me luck, y'all, because I'm I'm still learning this camera. I just figured it out what over the past week and a half or so and figured out how to make it brighter for today last night because Brie was getting in my yeah. ass yeah but yeah man those those are where you can find me and at the archetype that's where I'm at like it don't change it's the way you see it up there on the screen man you can catch me anywhere um like Aww. I said all social media um you can catch me on you can catch all my music on Spotify title uh Pandora uh, SoundCloud, mm, any streaming service that's out that you use, you can catch my music up there as well. So, yes, please give me a follow. Please listen to the music, even if you don't want to listen to it. Just put it on mute and let it repeat. I want to get paid, you know. Okay. <laughs> just you know, look, support go a long way. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I appreciate you again, Louis, for coming on tonight and being my guest. Uh, one of many more times, of course. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. I'm always down. <laughs> so, you guys, I am your girl, Simply Bree, and I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. I appreciate you for um, going along with the conversation tonight, asking questions, making statements, and most importantly, letting your voice be heard. Um, that is what this show is all about. We are here to have the dialogue and come up with some creative ways to heal, heal from the past, heal from the trauma, uh, and most importantly, improve the way that we are communicating with one another. So you can catch me on social media. Just Google Simply Bree, and it's S-I-M-P-L-E-E-B-R-E-E. And any social media platform that I am on, I will pop up. You can go to my website, www.simplybree.com to find out what all I have going on. Um, If you would like to book me to host an event or to be a guest speaker on your panel discussion, you can hit me up, simplybree.com. 
Um, also, make sure that you are following our social media for He Said What Network. So it's on every platform, He Said What Network, um, our YouTube page. Make sure that you are subscribing and hitting the notification bell so that you receive notifications anytime we have a scheduled live or we are live. So with that being said, I do want to uh, let you guys know that in May, we will be combining both He Said What and She Said What with myself, as well as Alan Newman Jr., who is the host for She Said What, and we will be doing that together every Wednesday. So we will have one show, He Said What, and it will be the both of us having some real some real conversations, okay? So please make sure that you participate. If you would like to be a guest on that show, you can just go to hesaidwhatnetwork.com, and you can book through there. Um, Make sure that you are checking us out on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Music. We are across the board for all of your music platforms. And if you are playing this back, we appreciate your support in downloading this video or audio. And we would love to have you come up and be a guest as well. So like I said, go to hesaidwhatnetwork.com for more information on how you can actually become a part of the show. Um... I appreciated my guest tonight. I absolutely love you, Louie. I love you back. I I love you more. We are going to rock out. So, you guys, I hope that you guys enjoy your evening. And until next time, we will see you later. Bye.